Welcome back, everybody, to That Reminds Me Of. Here we are, Doc. Yes, this episode we are talking about Terminator Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fate. Actually been out in the US since November. However, with the coming out in Australia and then the COVID thing that hit and took over everything, um, we only just got to seeing it last week. I only just got to see it tonight. I'm fresh off it. Ooh, wow. I finished it 15 minutes ago, so this is... This is new and spicy. There you go. Wow, you finished it 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Love yeah. it. That's that's very fresh. That reminds me a little bit of um, doing the the festival last week, which was is now behind us, and uh, we've moved on to more mainstream and fun films. And one of the things we talked about was that the next film at the end of the festival was going to be the most fun, ridiculous, explosion-filled, Michael Bay-esque thing that we could find. And I think we found it. What are your thoughts? Uh, there's no doubt we found it. Yes. <laughs> this is this is explosions and fun and uh, more Michael Bay than Michael Bay. <laughs> That's right. That is right. So It's, it's almost James Cameron. It, it is. But not quite James Cameron. Not quite. Almost, but not quite. We've been here before where we've where we've talked about something that's just like a filmmaker, but not quite, right? We've 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 well, done it was this. Bad. No, it was, sorry. It was with Bay. It was with um, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. Yes. Which was a Michael Bay film, not directed by Michael Bay. That's it. Yep. Anyway, so shall we start off with a little synopsis? And would you like synopsis. to take it away, Doc? No, I wouldn't like to take it away, but I'll try. Okay. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate is basically a complete rerun of the Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. They're the only two I've seen. Uh, and the basic premise is that two beings come from the future, one to protect the protagonist and the other to terminate the protagonist. And it's a big battle to the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the That's, perfect summary of Terminator 1, 2, 3, and forever until you get to Dark Fate. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a pretty crappy start. But no, it's that, perfect. Is it? Okay. That's cool. what would, you like to add, would, you, would you like to add any, well, any uh, spice to that? Uh, I guess um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of spice to add, but, but I will say that um, this film, and it's not the first time we've seen this in Terminator films, if you've followed on past T2, You've mm. seen Arnold Schwarzenegger come back. You've seen him get old. Uh, in this film, we're getting, I, I think, to about as old as he can get and still be a Terminator. <laughs> as old as he can get. <laughs> yeah. That's um, harsh. I know, I know. But, it, hey, hey, he's still making films, so I'm wrong already because yeah. I, I know there's more on the slate. But um, you basically get you get uh, Natalie Reyes playing Danny. She's our, she's our John Connor in this situation. Mm. And uh, it's set in Mexico, and then um, she is saved or gets gets the whole jump, get in the car if you want to live moment from um, Mackenzie Davis, who plays Grace, yes. and she's kind of like T one Terminator, the first Terminator where you have a human comeback. She this is a, this is a play, this is similar to that, except she's mm. been augmented. She's got you know she's like a, almost a cyborg, I guess. She's half, um, half. Half, mm. half. But she's human at heart, and that's how she started off. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've got 
your, your kind of like your classic evil Terminator out to kill John Connor, but this time out to kill Danny. And this one, when when you when you mentioned it's like T one and T two, kind of it's, it's the same thing. Mm. It's there. There are so many levels of that in this film because this Terminator has a T one style metal skele- like skeleton, and then mm. a T two style liquid whatever liquid metally, but it's black kind of. Uh, outer ah, surface yeah. and the two can separate and that's sort of like how they've differentiated this this terminator he's more badass because he can become two and then become one again and he's got you know i mean every every time they try and give them extra powers of of, of some sort that's just part of the formula yeah geez I, I think this joint synopsis is morphing into a discussion of the film and it, it is yes and i think it i think it should yeah because i i hadn't i hadn't picked up on that so Basically, this Terminator is T1 and T2 in one. Kind of, and, yeah. That's sort of what they've done. And it breaks into the two. I, I didn't even pick that up, but that's so true. Mm, but more advanced. Uh, I mean, but I, I, I think that's that's probably the thinking that the, mm. that the the creators had in mind. Well, let's just put them together. That's interesting. That's new. I haven't seen that before. Um, and then before you know it, you've got your, so you've got your classic, this is a three-way fight where they're all trying to you know mm. get to Danny and and save Danny at the same time then you've got Linda Hamilton just arrive out of nowhere and she's gotten really old but she's still a badass she's got the aviators on and a giant gun and yeah. uh you discover that she all this time has been just made her life mission to take out terminators that that yeah. arrive and we'll get into why and then <laughs> later on in the film this whole little band of heroes gets together with old Schwarzenegger, who's the original T eight T eight hundred from Terminator One and Two, well yeah. actually from Terminator Two, yeah. and he's um, and he's he's been hanging around in this in this little uh, on on Earth raising mm. a family, and now he's out to sort of uh, fight to the end as well. Yeah, I, th- I think the identity of that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger character is a bit uncertain though mm, yeah well, me, that's isn't it like it's i don't think it's the maybe the same model as t1 and t2 but it's not the same guy okay so here's my take on that and this is something we can mm. talk about at length probably but we'll try and not do that too much is that <laughs> in the opening scene of this film there's a flashback yeah, and yeah good i think this is important to talk about off the bat yes i think so too yes we've got young Sarah Connor and young John Connor straight off the, out of the off the back of T2 like where they mm. were in Terminator 2 it's it's like they've just survived Terminator 2 you think or some version of it and yep. and in this version they have one they're both fine they've saved the future and then before you know it a Arnold Schwarzenegger T800 arrives and blows John Connor away and this new future takes off where Sarah Connor's this bitter, jaded, my, you know, robot suck um, person for the rest of her life. For the rest of her life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when she sees Arnie, she, the first thing she does is try to blow his head off, right, with a shotgun. So, um, yes, this is a alternate reality, a different universe that's split off mm. from the other Terminators. Is that enough of a synopsis? I think I, so. I, I feel I think- like... I feel like the whole episode is going to be a synopsis. It's so difficult to it's sum up plot. all the entangled little bits to talk about. Totally. It's such a plot-heavy film, you know, so... 
Mm. And there's there are lots of little twists and turns, and it is heavily sort of uh, pointed at Terminator fans, and maybe in doing that might have achieved only the um, result of disappointing a lot of Terminator fans. Ah, interesting. So opinion we're getting into now. We're starting to get into opinion. Uh, a little bit. And, I, and I'd like... To, oh, no, before we get into opinion, <laughs> okay. could, you tell, could you tell me your history with Terminator films, like what you've what you've seen, what you love so far, what you haven't seen, yeah. where your gaps, gaps in, the, in the canon are? <laughs> I've seen them all, um, but... When you go f- after after T two, right? I stopped. Mm. I s- kind of stopped caring a little bit. Yeah. Because the films go way downhill, and you know it becomes that thing I was talking about with like, what's the latest Terminator gonna be? And oh, it's gonna be yeah. a woman this time, and it's gonna have extra cool abilities. Uh, you know, like it just it just mm. gets ridiculous. So like, and each film gets progressively more ridiculous. Until you get to McG doing his oh, version yeah. of it with um, Christian Bale, and it just. But at that point, I was out. I was like, okay, can't do it. Oh, so that was no good. No good either. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Not for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy most of that ride. There are elements in all of those films that are kind of great and fun, but uh, as a whole, you know, th- there's something in T1 and T2, right? That mm. I keep pointing back at the poster. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. It's behind me on the wall. Um, there's something, poster. yeah, right. There's something in these films uh, that is the this, the kind. It, it's two things. It's sort of the the James Cameron magic, but it's also mm. that period in in time where the films were they were stretching. They were like, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make yeah. a great sci-fi action film. I'm gonna stretch and push the technology as far as it can go. And so they're a little gritty and grungy and a little crappy around the edges, but like amazing at the same time because they're, they're genius people behind these films. Yeah. And then you come to these newer films, and the magic goes because they're a little too slick, they're a little too shiny, and yeah. you, you kind of lose something. Well, that could be just our proximity to them, perhaps. True. Yeah. But- yeah, I I have a very different history with them. As as with a lot of these blockbuster franchises, I've just been blind to them all my life. Uh, so I have memories of T two, just because that was such a pop cultural event when that happened. I remember it was because it, it had the the Guns and Roses soundtrack, which was <laughs> enormous at the time. <laughs> yeah, and I think I saw it in the cinema, and. I just, I don't remember having any real opinion of it other than it was really, really big. Like, did you, do you remember oh, it, it a vibe huge. about it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was huge. And I think, I can't remember how old I was. I was young, but um, man, I loved it. I loved it. I yeah. was all, I was right into it. Everything about it blew my mind. Yeah. I don't think it would have blown my mind because it's not my sort of film or, or it wasn't back then. And I hadn't seen the original and I still haven't. It's, up until a few days ago, hadn't yeah. seen the original. I'd only seen Terminator 2, didn't know anything about the one's past. And when you suggested we watch this, I was really bloody nervous because I thought <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the whole lot to yeah. get to do my homework. And uh, you, you did the right thing. One and two is enough. One and I two is perfect yeah. to land you into this film, into this world that this film takes you in. Well, I, I did enough reading to, to get that. And yeah. breathe a sigh of relief. So then I 
Then I watched Terminator, Terminator, the original, and really liked it. I, the, I was expecting. You know how I didn't like Aliens too. Yeah. Or a, a, Aliens. Yeah. And that's James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I, I just thought I was gonna hate it. You just thought just, maybe you weren't a Cameron fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty sure I'm not a Cameron fan. Yeah. But Terminator's good. Like it's enjoyable. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. Yeah. And then then I moved into T two and it's a really well made, great story, great action, plot, dialogue's great, humor's great. It's a it's still not my sort of film, but it was oh. It's it's really good. You're filling me with joy, Doc, just to hear you say <laughs> this. Just my heart is swelling. I love it. <laughs> well, I might bring you down, though, in a sense. Okay, great. Do it. Well, then I'm told that the this is the, the next one in the series and we're going to come back to the, you know, Sarah Connor, Jack Connor kind of universe. And then in the first scene, they basically wipe that whole universe away it's like just um hey jack connor will we'll find a reason to get rid of you uh and and then it's just a completely new film so it's not really based on the previous stuff it's using the some same similar characters and completely reusing the absolutely storyline in the same way that evil dead 2 does for evil dead yeah 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 um <laughs> you're right but not, but not in the the fun way, the slightly better way that Evil Dead Two. <laughs> yeah, um, correct. You know, Respo- respond. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> I shall. Um, for first of all, it's John Connor, not Jack Connor. Um, uh, second, yeah. <laughs> respect. <laughs> um, second, uh, I no, I I actually totally agree. I, I think we should have. Oh, my light just yeah, disappeared. Yeah, wow. That was weird. You're bright enough. There we go. It's back. See how long it lasts for. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, next thing is we. Mm. I, I I could have just done without that first that opening scene completely. Like I don't think we needed it. We didn't need to see a world where, um, mm. you know, we, we we didn't need to be shown that. I don't think. Uh, maybe the only argument for showing it is that people mm. would be confused, perhaps. But I still think we could have told they, they they could have told that story as a reveal perhaps later on, yeah. and it would have been yeah. way cooler than doing the whole let's do the sci-fi uh, the sort of um, sci-fi the uh, um, CG young versions of these people, which I always hate and it always looks terrible, yeah. and I don't know why they keep doing it, but they did it anyway. Um, and that's that whole uncanny valley thing where you're looking at young mm. Arnie doesn't look quite right, young. Linda well, in fairness, he look rarely right. looks. He, he rarely looks right through the whole series, because he's <laughs> you know usually in the prosthetic. That is true. And stuff. I I agree. I think that would have been better because it it lost me a bit in that first scene and and then worked pretty hard to get me back. And by halfway through, when Arnie arrived again, it half got me back. While I found a lot of this to be silly, I also yeah. had a great time watching it. And Edie did as well. I think we were both mm. just ready for a, for this sort of film, you know. And uh, it's just it is it is a lot of fun. And I think a lot of that goes to the director, who's uh, Tim Miller, who yeah. is known for um, probably Deadpool. most famously Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's also 
got like an animation VFX background. He did like the that amazing opening sequence of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, and mm. he um, you know nominated for a, for an Oscar for one of his animated shorts. You know, just has a long history, I think, of that kind of visual storytelling, and Deadpool style action comes through in this film. And I think that's one of the real strengths of it is you get that kind of really physical bone crunching, mm. like kind of icky, really close and personal action that that makes for a really thrilling, fun ride if you're into that sort of stuff. And I am. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I, I found a lot of it fun. Oh, so did I. I think it's probably because I was fresh off um, Terminator 2, which is does that all of that so magically. Uh, like the car chases and s- some of them are so iconic aren't they? like the the one with the truck going mm. in this is in terminator 2 um what what other ones are there uh well they they try and recreate that type of iconic vehicle uh moments <laughs> in yes in, they do uh, in this one don't they like with there's a bulldozer at one stage yeah, that's big, right. ye- big yellow bulldozer is it or yep. red and yeah. um, then there's the army plane, uh, and all of these are just and there's helicopters again, um, but all of them are are meant to to be making iconic moments. I think that's where this film probably succeeds and fails at the same time. Is it just gets mm-hmm. a little bit over the top, a little bit crazy? It's that kind of one-upmanship of it within itself like how can the next scene be bigger and better and yeah uh, and that goes all the way through to the end so true and uh you see that in other uh big action films particularly where there's a franchise and there's a series it's like each one Mm. is trying to outdo the previous six you know and it just gets a little bit crazy at some point uh this 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 film this film does that but i went for the ride and i think the reason i did more Mm. than anything was uh, because of what's her name, Mackenzie Davis, who plays Grace. Really? I just thought okay. she was, I just thought she was like a like a great action hero. Just so watchable, mm. really athletic looking. Like you believe that she can do most of the things she, that she can do, which is yeah, true. Which is rare in a female action star. Like often, they put the most attractive looking woman <laughs> they can find in this like action role, and you just don't yeah. believe it because they have to swap her out with a with like a buff uh, stunt double every two seconds, you know? Um, and with her, uh, you know, you, you're there for the ride the whole time thinking she's she's great, you know, great at this. So you were sold on the story pretty much straight away, you you know, when she drops from the sky, you know, naked species style. Um, <laughs> species is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you, I guess you've seen this play out in all the other movies, but you yeah. bought it and then compared her favorably to some others. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was great. You know what she she um reminded me of. Actually, we'll get we'll get to remind me of later, but yep. she really reminds me of another female um action role in a film that's been really that was really successful recently and I, and so we can talk about that, but um yeah, yeah. I I thought she did a great job. Um and I also enjoyed Arnie coming back and being old Terminator. Like there were parts of that that I thought were fun. Um parts I thought were a bit stupid but you know overall it was good and old old sarah connor was kind of fun too so i don't know i I just went with it i did for the most part i thought sarah connor's 
her first scene was a little bit too much for me. <laughs> I agree. Uh, when she just appears, like she's she's just human, and she can't, she's there basically saving the day, and as yeah. if she's impervious to this killing machine. Not very believable that she would have been able to take out a whole bunch of Terminators by herself as well, right? No, There's this idea no. that she's for years been just one on one taking out Terminators. I don't believe that for a second. No, and if she's been doing that, where are all, where are all the movies of it? You know, yeah, exactly. Because that's a big effort. Um, Would make a great uh, short film though, like a, like a whole series of her just <laughs> taking out Terminators with more like kind of like Roadrunner style situations where <laughs> she set up like anvils and um, you know a thousand rockets all pointing at the spot where they're going to spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, please. Yes. Sarah Connor v Terminators. <laughs> Can we just get on to Arnie? Yeah, now, honestly, and the thing that I loved about all of these three, the thing that kept me there was the bloody humour. They're, they're funny films. Yeah, they are. And it, it's mainly thanks to him. Yeah. I wrote down some quotes from this one. They just crack me up. Um, <laughs> he gets shot when they first when they first meet him. Yeah. He gets all these bullet holes in his chest and, quote, this will be very hard to explain to Alyssa, <laughs> the, the, the wife. And, yeah. then, and then she arrives and he says, it's Alyssa. She needs my help with the groceries. Hi, honey. <laughs> I don't know if I've got just some warped sense of humour, but that, to me, is so funny. Yeah, it's great. The Terminator worried about helping his wife with the groceries. Did you happen to write down the one where it comes later, he's standing well, got, outside got the car? I've okay, got three go. more. Please I've got go. Three more. No, no, Please you keep on first. going. No, I, I think it's going to be the same. I can't remember the exact words, so I want you to read it because, but it made me laugh out loud. It was great. Well, there, there's a little sequence and there's several funny bits, but the one that got me, so they they they're all standing near the um, the truck of the business that he's sort of pretending to be part of, um, and it gets the mid conversation, <laughs> and he says. He wanted solid coloured drapes in a little girl in a little girl's room. I said, Don't do it. <laughs> Is that it? That's the one. It killed me. I can't do the voice. Sorry. He looks at him, he's like, Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's classic Arnie. He wanted solid coloured drapes in a little girl's room. <laughs> Don't do it. And that's the biggest crime that he's had to deal with <laughs> over these last twenty years. Another great short film, Arnie. Arnie, the Terminator hanging drapes in little kids' rooms. It's just, <laughs> oh, come on. It's so, so good. kindergarten cop. And like they, they've played on that a million times, haven't they? They have. Oh, However, in I can't remember any of the other... I don't think in, in any point in any of the other Terminator films have they kind of uh, elaborated on this idea of like him having almost evolved and doing just regular everyday mm -hmm. things. So uh, I think that's that's fun. That is really cool. But you know what wrecked it is that he's not the same Terminator. The old Terminator that was making, you mm. know, us little Vista baby um, stuff with John Connor. Yeah, he got he, melted he, down, didn't he? Got he got melted. And yeah. this guy is neither the first one or the second one. He's just a he's, a... he's another one. He's a new one that has no history with them. However, he's now mm. got this history with this family and just by having mm. sort of hung around on Earth for a whole bunch of years. You're right. That is weird. That is bizarre. I mean, I'd that... almost rather that there's like... You're right, because that, that connection with John was, is what was so great about Terminator 2. 
Yeah. And you're, you would love to think that that Terminator somehow survived and that that's the guy that comes back. Cause that, that's, I mean, you, you've got all this awesome backstory and goodwill like yep. built up towards that character. Mm. And that's what stuffed it for me. Cause I was fresh yeah, off T2 and I, it had really just brought me on the journey and I just couldn't wait to see these characters, you know, in 20 years. So why not have Edward Furlong and John Connor reprised? I, I don't get why you wouldn't write that in. Yeah. And I don't get why you wouldn't have um, T2's consciousness uploaded to some database somewhere, you know, just meant that he could come back in another body or something. I don't, I don't that's it's beyond me why they wouldn't explore that it's a, but in, it's, it's instead a cool it's just idea. a new movie that's a cool idea yeah. i'm sure there's reasons well i mean they make up so much for each of these anyway like they just rewrite mm. the rules half the time so there's no reason why they couldn't have done that <laughs> there are there are pros and cons to this this approach i think i think what saves the film is that it is still fun um it yeah. does it does land in a whole bunch of we've done this before kind of moments and I've seen this in all the other films moments and you know some obvious things like the the last battle at the dam is all a bit underwhelming you know there's nothing great in there that that lifts it mm. uh and even to the point that that you get exactly the same ending you get Arnie sacrificing himself taking down the other terminator yep. um and and also it's grace as well right so i don't know we've well, seen all that before well speaking of endings and what we've seen before how how is it with the same set every ending of one of these films everyone ends ends in like an industrial type yeah. warehouse with machinery and metal and pulleys and acid <laughs> yes. and trolleys and uh, stairs it's the same set every time they must just dust it off for each film and it, right. it actually looks similar to the set for aliens you know uh, as well so he must yeah. just have one in his backyard james, <laughs> <laughs> james cameron's uh yeah in, in industrial shed in the backyard yeah crazy yeah you know you're right it is pretty much exactly the same setup yeah oh well which is n nice and familiar i guess it's familiar and you know what? That's the perfect way to describe this. I think what they go... And this is the thing that they play for because they are... And this is what I was getting to at the beginning is like mm. they are, they're trying to appease the fans of Terminator um, and not even the really like great fans who just love the hell out of those first couple films. They want the people who have nostalgic memories of the films but probably don't remember them too well. Like they, mm. they maybe saw them 10 years ago, right? Yep. And they want a new Terminator film. They want to feel like... All the little Terminator things are in there. Like, you know, you've got the same sort of setup. You've got the, you got the same sort of triangle of characters. Yeah. And, and then they're going to end up in the warehouse. And there's going to be lots of car chases <laughs> before that. Uh, like, that's what they want. But that's also, if you, if you are a little bit more into the films, is that's also what makes them, them disappointing, you know? Did you it's like it overall? Like, what's you? I think I'm gauging that you basically did, but as long as you don't think too much about it. I, I, I think as long as you don't think too much about it and you're willing to go on the ride, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's mm. a lot of fun. Uh, Edie loved it too. We just both just sat there eating up all the action sequences and just having a great time with it. And every funny line that was dropped and every bit of cheesy acting was just like icing on, on top, you know, like it was just great. Yeah. So 
Um, I, I feel like there'll be a lot of naysayers out there about this film, but I think if you're just willing to go with it at that level, you're going mm. to enjoy it probably. Uh, one one thing I one thing I liked about it was this isn't very deep, but how they treat technology. So in the first the first couple watch, watching it today, you you think well they they could easily track these people, you know. Yeah. Surely you just don't have to go across the border to escape this machine from the future. Um, that's just too simple. Surely they don't have to look up the phone book to try and find out where Sarah Connor lives. Yep. But I I, I guess that that was probably still stupid back then. But they just dealt with it this time round. The fact that they dealt with that, I kind of liked. You know, yeah. they, they they put it into the storyline that you know there was you can track by phones or by breaking into some military establishment and you know using their drones. Yeah, of course, there's thousand CCTV mm. cameras everywhere, or millions of them all over the place. And yeah, I I thought the gag where Sarah Connor's um putting her phone in a in a chip bag <laughs> the entire time thinking that that yeah. stopped it from being traceable. And then Arnie's character says, well, if you want to keep your phone in a chip bag, that's fine. But I've been tracing you this whole time. That's pretty good. <laughs> what yeah. did he, did he, didn't he say something like, well, keep it in there then or something? Yeah, I think he was I think he was giving her a hard time because yeah. been, he'd been able to trace her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought what you were about to say there was mm. the, the way you have old technology in the older films. And I don't that you then have to sort of kind of continue on, which this film isn't. It doesn't have that issue, which is which is good. Um, but if you've if you're into the alien kind of universe, yeah, there's some really funny and but great examples of how this the the technology that was on the Nostromo and in like the 80s is now, you know, you're finding that same thing with like the old monitors and the green uh, lettering and the tick, 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 tick kind of sound yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're using those in like newer films and games about the Aliens universe, which is really pretty cool. I um, like that. Makes no sense, but it's also, but it's kind of great. It's all, it's part of the texture of those stories. I like that much more because it keeps you in the universe. Yeah. 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 So you, you want, um, you don't want to George Lucas it up so that there's a completely different look. You want the same. Same totally thing. agree. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. Yeah. Well, some remind me odds. What do you reckon, Doc? Any that come to mind? Uh, aliens due to the... Or the Alien series uh, due to just the female lead. Yeah. You know, in this one we had three female leads. Yeah, it's true. Um, and there was, yeah. a real, there was a real moment where you had the three of them in a car and you were like, okay, this is a very strong statement going on here. And I feel like that was a... That conversation has been an undercurrent of them all, like because on the first one, it's all about uh, Sarah Connor carrying the big hero that's going to save the world. Yep. Uh, so that's a little problematic, you know, from the feminist's perspective, for starters. But then it, it redeems itself a little by her being such a hero in her own right. In this one, they sort of set us up to to get a bit angry about the fact that you know. <laughs> That same thing is happening again, and this woman's only value is the fact that she's carrying this yeah. man. Uh, and I saw, I saw right through that. Did you see right through that when that? I think like, you meant. On, I think you meant to. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Come on, they're not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. But it would hook. I'm sure it would hook in some some people, and they'd get all angry about it. Yeah, yeah. I think the sort of the whole thing was signposted. You know, so yeah, yeah, clearly that they were going to set that up. <laughs> that, that 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 was a setup that was going to later on be revealed that no no Danny's not the mother of the hero she is the hero 
I didn't it was, quite it was pick fun. that. I thought it was going to be her daughter. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was looking at it going, I just, I just, yeah, I can see what they're doing. <laughs> it was definitely not, not going to be a bloke. No, that's, sure. that's exactly right. Yeah. And, but you know what? One thing it did make me think was like how great was Jim Cameron at like yeah. creating these like memorable, incredibly strong uh, heroines that you just mm. you can't look away from. Like they're just so engaging on screen. And uh, he, uh, just the strength of of Ripley and Sarah Connor, like it's it's undeniable. Um, mm. So. I appreciated that. And I think this film made me think back to that. And I, I really thought that um, the Grace character was, was pretty good too. Maybe not, yeah. maybe, maybe not quite as memorable as, as those two examples. But um, then again, the world has changed so much and there's a lot more of those examples out there. So that could be why as well. Yeah. The, the Sarah Connor character, I remember when I saw it in the 90s, I didn't quite get everyone's fascination with her. Because mm. like, I know she was... She was a big thing, and everyone was, "Oh wow, look at she's been working out and all this sort of talk." Because doing chin ups, doing chin ups. I think almost yeah. everyone the second they saw her doing chin ups was sold. They were like, "Yep, she's the coolest person ever." <laughs> yeah, they see. I remember yeah. that, but I don't remember why they cared so much. So seeing the first one now and seeing where she started as this the the waitress and really you know not a very tough uh, chick at all. Yeah. Um, then. I found it really very cool when you see the new version of her. Totally. The journey becomes apparent. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Which they and tried to do with Danny. I didn't buy it in this film. Not as, yeah, not as much. That's for no. sure. No. Um, but who knows? If we came back in 20 years and we're seeing an old sort of wrinkly version of her, we probably would buy it. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw a, uh, that reminds me of in there. I thought a lot about all the other Terminator films that came after one and two. And I was thinking that this was, was similar to those in the way that it was a little too slick. It was the same universe, but it was a little too slick. That was, yeah. that, that bothered me a little bit. I, I, I think though it was more successful in just having fun with the world than those previous films. I think they took themselves a little too seriously. So that was a win for this one. And the other one we've talked about is Deadpool. Like the the action, the style of action in this really reminded me of Deadpool a lot. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and I think that was another thing that really worked for the film. And then- I don't, rem- I don't remember the style of action in Deadpool. I remember the the humor in Deadpool, but not yeah, the- Yeah, the humor in Deadpool is the, is the knockout thing about mm. that film. But- you, you you sort of uh, couple that with this amazing action uh, and it's this so sort of tight, close, physical, like you're right in there, um, action. that And I, th- I think the vision of the director really came through to pull those things together. And I see I see a lot of that in this film. Like, ele- like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those elements in here. Um, the other thing that, re- that it reminded me of was like Fast and the Furious around the middle of the series, I can't remember if it's the fifth film or which one it is, you know, they're in Central America and there's this <laughs> whole like group grouping, like a banding together to go on a mission vibe and they're all badass in their own ways, This these group of uh, dudes. And this kind of reminded me of that, you know, like let's get the band back together. They're all going to be <laughs> badass. They're all going to have their own little moments. Uh, we're going to pay tribute to each of them. Make sure they all get their 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 really cool moment. It kind of had yeah. that that vibe going on. I think that's whenever you get like five people together, you know, you start to get that that thing happening. I love band back together films. Yeah, we we <laughs> we had an episode where we looked the the five bloods. We that's talked it. about that. That's right. 
Duff Five Bloods. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. There's another one. Duff <laughs> sorry, <Five> Bloods. Spike. <laughs> um, any other remind me of for you? Uh, Last Jedi, uh, and the one that came after that. You know where these guys, Sarah Connor and Co, really just went and found Luke Skywalker living in the hills. and he's gotten old and ugly he's got old and they want him to be part of the team anyway yep and (laughs) that's hilarious the audience has just been waiting to see him what does he really what does he look like after all this time (laughs) yeah um forget that he's been governor of california but what you know what does the terminator look like Uh, so yeah i'm sure there'd be a few others i'm sure there's a batman any, any a batman one where he's hiding some origin story where batman's hiding in the yeah somewhere can't can't think of it off the top of my head but yeah probably yeah no you're right that 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 was a bit that, i mean they they worked their way up to that reveal a bit like you mm. knew it was coming right because you know arnie's going to be in this film and they really hold it off for a good chunk of the movie so yeah that's that's great it the, paid um, off for me the other one I had, and this is what this is what the Grace character really reminded me of, was Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise film. Edge oh. of Tomorrow. Thought, oh, geez, I haven't seen a Tom Cruise film since Cocktail. What? <laughs> oh my god, since Cocktail. No, Incredible. I saw that one where he's where he's where he goes crazy. He's playing a character, and he's like um, got muscles <laughs> bulging. Is it? Trop- not Wait, Tropic Thunder. Was that when he was on Oprah? Was he in Tropic Thunder? <gasps> yes, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's that was character. great. What a role. Ah, oh, what a role. That was fun. Edge of Tomorrow um, has Emily Blunt in it. And Emily ah, Blunt yeah. is really like amazing in it. She's just such a cool really? character. And yeah, just yeah. She, the action, the way she pulls that off, is just it's just beautiful. And it just really reminded me of Grace in this. The, she had that same strength, very believable. Um, had that look of being sort of beaten down by years of something, you know, war. But mm. I think I think Emily Blunt pulls it off probably a little better in Edge of Tomorrow. And it's also a great film. It's just a great film. Um, but, yeah, I thought about that a lot. I haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. It's kind of all I have. Well, that could be a homework film for you, potentially. And the whole uh, Fast and Furious franchise, I think, oh, is a man. homework. I'm not going to do that to you. That's t- that's rough. <laughs> I don't There's think a lot I'm of films. going to. So yeah, okay. <laughs> if one comes out and oh, we're, we're going to talk about it, I think I'll just see it fresh, just that. You're not going to watch eight films before no. we watch that one? Incredible. That's enough. It reminds me of, I think. It sounds I think like so. we're, both, we're both done. I just yep. want to make one final remark on the the very start of the film. So not the not that opening sequence that I hated uh, where Arnie kills John Connor. Yeah. But the the bit where the... Like the product, what do you call it? The like the production credits at the start, something where they're, you know, this is a film by this production house yeah. and blah blah blah. Um, titles, I don't know. Opening titles. Opening titles. So that that's played alongside this footage from Sarah Connor in Terminator Two, going sort of crazy in the psychiatric ward. Yeah, that's and, right. And yeah, the yeah. way it. The way it plays was really exciting. It had a real energy, and you've, and it kind of infused. You know, normally they just have the, the um, oh, the production company's logos mm. there, and they're they're just their own thing. They're little discrete little clips. Um, oh yeah, we, I mean, we we can talk about opening titles sometime. I mean, there's so many, the the films that do that well, like really yeah. stand out. And how and how great are they? Um, 
I, I agree that this one gets you in the mood. It, it tells you a little bit about the film you're mm. going to see. It gets you in the mood with all this old footage and also how well that old footage, like, stands up. You know, well, it they, just works. They treated it a bit, I think. Like, they, yeah. they treated it so that you would distance from it. You know, totally. Like, it, it looked like history. Yeah. But it, 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 it put you put your ride into the story and you remembered everything that happened last time and the, the energy of it and then proceeded to disappoint you with the following. <laughs> I following totally agree, scene. man. If they'd just gotten rid of that. Oh, yeah. What do you do? They would oh, spend well. so much money on that shit as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a common mistake these days. And I don't know why, I don't know why filmmakers keep going for it. They just should stop trying to do the whole de-aging CG thing. Just stop for a bit. Take a break. Just- Stand back. Doesn't work. They actually had Edward Furlong, I think, um, sit for it oh, in really? order to get his face right or something. I, oh, my I heard, God. Like, why would you not just pay the guy to be part of the film? Yep. 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 Would have been cool. Mm. Unless he can't act anymore. I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything for a long time. <laughs> he was great in the second one, though, as a kid. Oh, amazing. Like, that's just a really memorable role. You remember yeah. that? angsty um brat don't you it was perfect well there you go doc i think we should uh call it another film down and this is a non-festival film an actual mainstream people went to cinemas to see this type of film uh we we needed it and um let's see what we come up with next time somewhere in the middle maybe yeah we'll find something in the middle and we've got a a number of films to get to get through and to enjoy Mm. before austin film festival so yeah, it should be fun. Um, we should try for a variety of films before Austin comes around and we get back into festival films. I agree. Maybe even TV. Maybe some TV. Nice. Mm. Love it, Doc. All right. Well, see you the next one. See you, Barrow.